Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC iPlayer and aired on BBC television in the UK from Monday the 25th of July 2022. I trust you are all very well and I hope that you all have had a very nice week. Shame! Shameful week for me this week because I've had to witness the end of another soap I adored in the early 2000s and that was Neighbours. Um, and uh, the final episode is airing tonight as we record this but by the time you watch this it had already been aired and I will be a blubbering mess. Rob will you be a blubbering mess after the end of Neighbours? Um, I, I, well hello everybody <laughs> how are we all this week? Um, do you know what um, and it's a terrible thing to say out of all the soaps that I've ever read in the UK including El Dorado, weirdly. Neighbours is the only soap that I've never watched a single episode of. It's just never come into my really? life. I was always a home and away viewer. When I went, you know when it used to be on an ITV after CRTV? That, that was the one that we yeah. used to watch in our house. N- literally never watched an episode of Neighbours, ever. Having said that, I fully extend all my sympathies to what the Neighbours fans are going through right now because I can imagine... You know, one day we'll be having this. We'll, that'll be that will be happening to us. Oh, wow. show, one day, not hopefully <laughs> not for a very long time. Hopefully not for a very one long day. time. Um, and Cleners will make sure it doesn't happen because he's a genius, which we shall be discussing very soon in the podcast. <clears throat> um, but no, I fully, fully, fully give all my sympathy to the neighbours fans. I hope you enjoy the last episode. Um, from the brief things I've seen online about it, it looks like it's going to be a cracker. Uh, mm. So. Enjoy it. I'm very, very sorry. Get drunk. That will make it easier. Just drink one. No, I just, I wish I could, but I can't. I would love to, but I, I I kind of I think I'd enjoy it more if I wasn't getting drunk. I think I think a lot of um the fans would enjoy it. They need the oh, the last bit of Jason. Be obliterated. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't because you have to do the podcast. You have to do the final ever podcast. Drunk, I don't care. We're going to do sack me on the last week. <laughs> I would never. I would never. Hey, there's also been a big debate online this week on Twitter. Oh, I. Um, and I warned you that I was going to ask you a, a big question this week. No, no idea um, he's going to ask me. He does this. So the box sets. What? Oh, I do. I do. The yes. box sets. EastEnders box sets. Yes. Do yes. you or do you not uh, skip the intro? No, I do not. And I'm very glad that you brought this up because <laughs> to bloody right I don't. That's part of the process of watching an episode of EastEnders. Wow. No, do you want to never. know something? I don't do it on ne- and I don't do it on Netflix either. You know, Netflix goes to the oh, d- option. I never, yes, skip, yes. I never skip the intro of any show. As far as I'm concerned, the opening titles are part of the experience of watching a TV show. I mean, you're going to hate the hell me, me now. Well, <laughs> yeah, I do because I think that's disgusting. <laughs> that you like, I do it's the iconic Simon May theme show, and you're like, no, I don't need that in my life. What is wrong with you? I've heard it fan. enough. I've heard it enough. I've heard it in over 16 years worth of classic EastEnders and what God knows how much watching EastEnders now. I, I, I think I know my enough of EastEnders theme to be able to just cheekily skip it forward, don't Absolutely you think? Absolutely not. Let us know, listeners or watchers, mm. if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any of your favourite podcast apps, let us know. Do you skip or do you not skip the intro when you watch the EastEnders box set? If indeed you do watch the EastEnders box set on BBC iPlayer, um, I'd be really interested to know and give us a and give us a, a right give us a answer. reason why you do or don't. And there is no right answer. Anyway, right Rob, it's about time yes, we start skipper. talking about this week's EastEnders. That's what they call skippers, quitters. That's what they call them. 
We are moving on now to Suki's story, uh, and it has been a big week for the Panasars. Finally, yes. the Panasars are getting a little bit of notice, notice uh, on the show. And uh, as we ah. said before we started recording, Rob and I were talking about the uh, fact that it's been nice that the Panasars actually are getting a little bit of background history now. Yeah. Finally. It's finally come. It's only taken a whole era of Sen for it to happen. And Clenshaw comes around and gives us loads all at once in one Love week. Love you, Clenners. Love you, Clenners. Oh, Clenners, your claws. Clenners. Stretch your claws into me anytime. So, uh, so we found out that uh, Suki still has quite a soft spot for Eve. Um, and Eve and Suki's relationship grew closer when Eve was comforting Suki because she felt like her family was moving away from her. Um, and Eve said that she didn't kill Jags, that she may have put Jags in prison, but she wasn't the one who did the blow that killed Jags and related that to a story, more story about Eve's history as well. She had a twin sister, a twin Love sister this. who died Love presumably this. in a car accident. Um, mm. But we don't really know much more about it. Quite intriguing. Oh, but we will, Alex. We will, Alex. And you know what? Mm. I feel like we will. And that's the lovely feeling to feel, <laughs> isn't it? Like we're not just going to get thrown a crumb and we'll just be expected to feast on that for a year. We'll, 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 this crumb will grow. This crumb will grow and we'll, oh, we'll have a lovely piece of bread by the end. Um, no, I loved it. I absolutely loved this. This Now, I have to say, the whole Suki and her sexuality confusion thing, at first, I wasn't sold on it immediately. I didn't feel, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was necessary. I didn't know whether it was just an additional layer that Suki didn't really need. <clears throat> but this week I, I I suddenly got I'm, I'm on board with it because there were some great scenes this week. Amazing. I mean, let's first talk about let's first talk about that kiss. That kiss though. <laughs> I mean You went mad over that. The I, message I got from you that night. <laughs> honestly, if you're listening, Balvinda Soap of you dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> The throat it grab. It was hot, wasn't it? Oh, I know. That was, that's, that was some kinky stuff, wasn't it? I liked that. I oh, if you see me, if you ever see me in the street, I do it. I'll let you. Oh, I love that sort of thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> what is wrong with us this week? Um, I, I honestly, the even Suki thing really ramped up this week. Um, and I think I, I think it's fairly safe to say that they slept together this week, didn't they? Like they, you know, after the kiss, because you don't. I'm not being funny, Alex. You don't do that kiss and then don't sleep with the person that's done it to you. I that's thought impossible. they hadn't. That's I impossible. thought they hadn't. I feel it's impossible, but I don't think they had. No. If you get if you get a kiss like that, you don't then go right. I'll go home then. See you later. <laughs> no, no. It's a Black Sabbath. Those two had their first night. I, I mean, a great thing. I, I mean, Suki's a well, hard rock fan. I know, I love that whole conversation as well. Just just little character stuff. Just being thrown yeah. in. Growing. Just because the these character. characters needed it. The character stuff. Oh, <laughs> Leonard, I love you. Ah. Um, oh, it was amazing. Uh, Our Disciple was amazing this week, as was Heather Pierce, I think her name is. Uh, both of them sensational. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Loved that whole thing of um, Eve revealing about her sister. And the fact that mm. her parents, you know, she has a very difficult relationship with her parents. So are we going to meet more Unwins? Is that is that on is that on the cards? Are we going to build uh, Eve up a bit more? I would love that. Because at the minute, Eve is sort of, like, she's in the Slaters with Stacey. And I love their friendship. Stacey and Eve are fantastic together. And obviously, she's sort of moving into this storyline with Suki. Um, but are we going to meet... Uh, some more of her family at some point. Are we going to explore this stuff that happened with her sister? So the, the potential is there. And the fact that it's just, we just had all of that revealed this week. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Mm. And all of a sudden, Eve is a fully fleshed out character or she's getting there. Yes. And that's all that she yes. needed. Oh, 
That's what I mean. It it was was just so nice to have that scene with them both in the kebab shop, drinking beer, eating chips. And like, as you say, they fleshed them out so much. And you learned so much about both the characters. And And also McClunkey's has done a revamp, hasn't it? They have. It's an inside-outside set. (laughs) That's what I'd like to say. An inside-outside set. Uh, You could see the window, people walking by. It actually felt, again, saying about the characters were fleshed out. (laughs) With this new set, with this new set, it felt like the the actual setting was fleshed out as well. It Mm. felt like McClunkey's was an actual chicken shop that people were visiting. It didn't feel like this kind of, like, place. You know, it didn't feel fake. It, yeah, I don't know. Small things entertained me, and that did. I, I, I messaged you about that. I was very excited he about it. He did. <laughs> you, I can you, you, you messaged. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you messaged me and said, "Oh my god, that kiss!" And you were like, "Oh my god, the clunkies looks gorgeous." So I was very pleased about that. That was the thing I was very excited about. But no, the whole Suki. We all had stuff we enjoyed. We did. I really, really enjoyed it, and it was very sad that Suki wasn't able to be. Uh, wasn't didn't want to be open with her her community about it. Eve was ready to take the next step to have a relationship, to take it, you know, have something together. Mm. She thought Suki was there. Suki unfortunately wasn't, and so then Ash asked Eve out, and Eve took that as an opportunity perhaps to make Suki jealous. But when it came to the crunch, she wasn't quite up for it, was she? Because she saw Suki in uh, the uh, burger bar. Um, uh, I forget the Wolford, the Wolford, Wolford East, and oh, yes. uh, and when Ash tried to kiss Eve, Eve kind of pushed her away and said no i've fallen for someone uh, else yes. someone who doesn't want me and i haven't quite let her go yet i mean now then so mature now, this relationship <laughs> well i know but now come on now let's just even ash for a second the opportunity is there to do a big old love triangle here isn't it do you think they're going to go down that route i know at first eve has kind of said oh no no i'm not interested Ash, I'm not interested Ash." but remember those two did have a spark at one point before the sort of the suki stuff started and Ash clearly fancies her. So yeah. is that... And bearing in mind, we've got the history of um, Suki and Peter. Um, so is, are they going to be able my... to resist the opportunity of basically having Suki sleep with two of her daughter's partners? <laughs> See, that to me feels like a very Suki thing to do. It does me too, but it feels like that that was almost the plan originally with Peter and then mm. they kind of forgot about it and now they're kind of retrying it again with Suki. Because again, you know, they've been put in a situation where Suki is... I'd say Suki's a lesbian. I'd just say she's bisexual. Um, she's, oh, yeah. she, um, and so she's, she, it, it feels weird that like that they're kind of now doing, they're, they're contemplating the idea of this love triangle. Do you, I mean, do you think that Ash would be the first one to find out about Eve and, uh, sorry, Eve and Suki and, and, and whilst Eve and Ash are together? Possibly. Or do you think that I can sort of, I can sort of see them having a moment in the surgery or something, and you know, they, mm. and then Ash just walks in on it. Um, the surgery, by the way, which is now appeared. Um, well, this flat, is another thing. They managed to squeeze <laughs> half a hospital into the flat next to the lake. <laughs> Yeah, but are you surprised? Because they've done so much TARDIS work in in that set. Like the laundrette has become like this whole new scene. That is the new, it's going to be the new Wolf in general. You know this, don't you? That's going to be just, it just, yeah, there's going to be a lot of scenes in that surgery. We know how that could have been, how we could have got his leg fixed there, couldn't they? I hope they bring some nurses across. Do you uh, you know, I expect, I fully expect Sonia to start doing some shifts in there soon. Yeah. You know, it's going to be that sort of thing, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be that sort of thing. I don't thing, mind it? it though. I don't mind it. I liked that. Uh, for, for one, again, this is my fetish for sets, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> for one, I'm I'm pleased that they've actually finally done something with that building. That used to be used now, all what the was time. It? 
It's a it was flats. There was a flat downstairs yeah. and a flat upstairs. There was two flats. Um, and they used to have that Mark used to used. live there. Right. Okay. Uh, the last time I think the last time it was used was when Bianca and Ricky lived there. Um, before when Bianca had the miscarriage story. So back in like ninety six, oh, ninety seven. So it has been used. It hasn't been used for such a long time, but it's always been there. And every time I saw that. I used to always say to Ben, like, oh, I wish they'd put someone in their flats. And Lisa, I'm glad they're doing something with them. I, it was every time. Ben yeah. can vouch for that. Um, uh, so I'm pleased that they've done something with that, those flats. And you say that they've put in, like, a whole hospital in there. It's, I mean, it's I'm, quite being, a I'm, being I'm being flippant. I'm being flippant. But it, it's very big. But you are right. It does. It is very big. And I thought it was quite nice also that it's, it's looked upon by Number One Albert Square, which was the original GP surgery when Dr. Legg... Uh, oh, nice. So I thought that was nice. Well, I thought that was quite nice. I don't know if that was intentional, but I thought, yeah, that was a nice, nice little nod. So yeah, you know this week was all let's about say, the sex for me. Let's give Clarence even more points to say he totally meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've decided no, all next year it. I'm going to have the Clenners calendar. Change the Clenners. Oh. I think that would work, don't you? If we can find, if we can we design use... your own calendar, I'm sure it was twelve well, pictures. We could of use those... online. <laughs> well, I was going to say we could use those photos that we took of him while we were hiding the bush that day when he was walking out yeah. of Elstree Studio. So be fine don't worry Clenners. they're all perfectly tasteful yeah. pictures um so, <laughs> especially the ones at your flat i mean yeah, yeah. not um, so this story where where does it go from here because um the week sort of ends with suki and and, and eve sort of not really uh, anywhere near as close as they used to be so eve is basically implied that he's, she's in love with suki now like she's fallen for her she's falling for her um so, and Suki obviously is doing that thing that Suki always does very well, where, you know, she'll come across as the Ice Queen, come across as very cold, and then one left alone. You sort of see the vulnerability and regret of wishing that she wasn't like that. It feels mm. like, and this is such an exciting thing for me to say, it feels like there is so much more planned to come for Suki and her family and the Panasars. And it, it does feel and a bit like that this year, doesn't it? not realise how long it has felt <laughs> to have that feeling. <laughs> Like, to feel like that they actually have something plans. in the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. There is Rather than much let's... more to come. Aye. Yeah. Rather than th let's throw this together and see what our favorite friend, let's be honest, uh, the thing you and it I used to say is. a lot was it is what it is, or let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And yeah. that is pretty much sums up maybe the last three years. It feels like, as you say, that something is happening here and they know they've got time so for different. it. It does it feel feels different. Really and that's, different. And that's why it feels so exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. I can't wait. Genuinely, very, very I cannot exciting. wait for Monday to see them. To, to, I genuinely cannot wait to tune in on Monday. And we'll mm -hmm. still watch all four episodes all in one go because the show is really good at the minute. And I know I'm going mm -hmm. to do that. And I know I'm going to have nothing left to watch for the rest of the week. I'm going to regret instantly. It's like having a big box of sweets that you think, well, that's going to last me the week. And I just <laughs> stuff them all in my mouth in one go. And then I feel sick. And then... <laughs> Yeah. Regretful that I haven't got any Regretful. <laughs> yes. But do you know what else is odd about this? And perhaps this is something we should maybe sum up at the end, but I'm going to say yes. it now because it's in my head. This is the summer season. This is the July August season of EastEnders. This is when the story shouldn't be is, that big. No. They should just we be have, kind of like plodding along. This international pop star this time last year. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, did. Did. we did. And 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 now you know this has been with them not meant to be competing because there's like a lot of sport on television, so they can't really yeah. compete against it. And yet they 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 they're going full guns blazing. And I just wish that more people knew about that. Like, hey, you know what? 
EastEnders actually is getting better because it's still that kind of like you were on the radio this week talking about something we'll talk about at the end of the show if I ain't want to gossip. And the, and the presenter of the radio was kind of made, still making the kind of snarky remarks like, yeah. well, you know, I'm sure you're excited, but um, I'm not because <laughs> I'm too cool for EastEnders. But it didn't even feel like it's still it's still a kind of like a joke. It's still kind of like seemed to be kind of a bit cool to kind of say, huh, EastEnders is rubbish now. And it's like, Yes, it's had its downs, but it's on and up. And let's get excited and let's tell everyone about it rather than just kind of pour water on it before it's I even had time to kind of develop. The show is going to go through a massive growth spurt over the coming months, especially as we're going to, we to Christmas. I mean, imagine Clenna's first Christmas, as you wish. Clenna's first Christmas. Clenna's Christmas. Clenna's Christmas. It's going to be a stunning thing. A stunning thing. And... <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be, you know, and they're going to throw a lot of big things at us. You know, there's going to be some big stories that they are hoping to pull people back. And now the tactic here is the big, the first big thing that they'll do might not be the massive sort of viewer pull that they need, but you need to do a few of those for people to be able to confidently say to another person, no, you need to be watching EastEnders at the minute. It's really, yeah, really good. Exactly. And this is why. And then when they, you know, so, and I, and it feels like the show knows exactly what it's doing again. And it feels a very, very, very exciting time to be an EastEnders fan. For many reasons, which we should be discussing at the end of the show, for some stuff that was announced, and I cannot I tell you I how know. excited I, I am about it. <sighs> so, in in summary, Suki and Eve, love it. Uh, can't wait for more. Um, love the development given to both characters this week. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, Nina as well kind of showed up, um, showed up a bit more this week. Now, Nate, Nina and Ash... Yes. They've got an interesting little uh, thing going at the moment because Nina is effectively Ash's boss at this point. We had a very kind of mad thing where Ash uh, was apparently being blackmailed by a nurse at the hospital because she had helped. I, I would quite like to have seen some Complete of this on screen. I won't lie to you. Yes, um, that was again more more for building for Ash, but as he like for you, yeah. it, it was very. It was it was sneaked in at the beginning of the week where Ash got a phone call and was like, "What do you want?" And then later on, we realised that's what. Yeah, but this apparently, like Ash was, um, Ash helped a patient die by euthanasia. No, 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 no. She didn't help him. She didn't help him die. She gave him advice of how he could assist, yeah, um, someone to suicide. Um, Okay, that's not quite as bad. Euthanasia. Because I was going to say that's a whole storyline that should have been shown. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, but do you know what? Fine, because what it was mainly about was sort of establishing the Panasars. Um, behind the GP, I'm not entirely sure how exactly you own the GPs and how that is how that's a business. There's many things yeah. about that sort of thing. I don't really, I yeah, they don't I'm because not, it's, I'm not it's wrong. I just don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> just... the NHS works on trust, so yes. uh, it, it's essentially the NHS is essentially the NHS is private, but it's yes. paid for by the government. So it's paid by private companies. The government pay private companies to look after it. So then the, the right. NHS, but, but it's then under the same umbrella as the NHS. That's not for everything. Um, and I would like people to correct me if how wrong I am, but I believe, especially with GP surgeries, and they will, which I'm welcome to, but I believe with GP surgeries that it's, it's, it, you buy, you kind of buy the license from the NHS, then you, you, you then right. kind of write out receipts and say, right, we've done this, this, and this, and then the NHS give you the money back for doing oh, okay. it. Do you see what I mean? So I it's believe like that's classic. how it works. So the NHS is free. Oh, you know, I, I know my NHS. Clever <laughs> Socialism. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. That's me. But yes, what about um Suki and uh R- Rava? Is it Ra- Ra- Ravi? 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 Oh, yes. Ravia. Yes. Ashley now, because they went around for a scene. meal, didn't they? 
Yeah, yes, they, they did. And this was quite. And this was when um, Ash and Eve were on the other side of the restaurant, and Ash was kind of making a bit of a mess of herself, uh, trying to come on to Eve, not knowing obviously what had gone on between uh, Eve and Ash, and uh, between Eve and Suki, completely obli- oblivious to the fact that um, Eve was paying her no attention whatsoever, and was just sort of staring at Suki, and Suki was sort of staring at Eve, and wasn't really paying that much attention to Ravi either. But it seems quite obvious to me that Ravi is, is planning on making a move on Suki at some point. Mm-hmm. And Ravi, I also get the feeling, is the very last person on earth that Suki wants to know that she has had a bit of a dalliance with a lady. Um, yes. So that's going to come out at some point. And I'm really intrigued to sort of see where Ravi fits into the history of the Panasars because there's a darkness about him, isn't there? There feels like something yeah. very unpleasant underneath the surface with Ravi. I don't know. Um, and obviously being uh, Daddy Panasar's brother, uh, there's a lot of reveals to come out of that when Daddy Panasar first makes his appearance. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so mm. much stuff to come from the Panasar. <laughs> so and, much stuff. And how do you think the... Because we know... Do you remember the guy who Phil talked to in prison? I forget yes. the guy's name now. I apologise uh, to the listeners. Um, but uh, he... Hottie. Yeah, Hottie. He's <clears throat> coming out of prison. We know he's joining the soap. Yes. How's he linked between all this as well then? Well, Do you we think he's linked yet. somehow? Well, I, I mean, presumably he's going to be related to Ravi in some way, I think. He's after That's Kira what I Ratt. thought, he wants, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's related to Ravi in some way, I think. And he was after information on Kirat. We don't know why. We don't know what information exactly he wanted. So there's some. There's all of that to come. There's all of those reveals to mm. come. Oh, I'm so excited. Bring it on. Bring it on. The <laughs> Panasars are finally being the characters that we want them to be. And this is only the beginning. So bring it on. Yes. So we are now talking about Jay and Honey um, and their relationship breakdown. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, so I, I, I'm presuming you're, well, I think we're all pretty pleased with this outcome, let's be honest with you. But it was done in a nice way, wasn't it? It wasn't done know, in a very suspicious nice way. There was there was a bit of mistake uh, by Billy and uh, by Lexi and Lola. That they all thought, yeah, they thought that Jay had cheated on Honey, but he hadn't. But then Honey took him to one side, back to the flat, and kind of said, you know what? We're both two different people. We're both going in different directions. You're still quite young. You want your own children. I'm now a career woman working in the market. <laughs> So I think we should break. So I thought it was a really nice amicable. (laughs) I thought it was a real amicable breakup between them both. Yeah. So it made sense. It was nice. You know, it wasn't anything too. It wasn't anything too horrific for either of them. So they can still technically be friends in the future and kind of keep that original relationship that they once had. And they can both sort of just laugh occasionally, like, "Do you remember when we were an item? (laughs) (laughs) How ridiculous was that?" Um, Yeah. um, So I mean, I really liked the the actual breakup scene. I thought that was quite well handled. Um, The sort of just. Jay being upset by it um, and just it's just done really nicely and nothing too much, just as two humans would break up. It felt, you know, it yeah. felt, felt sort of nice and natural. Um, and yeah, so it now kind of leaves the, the door open for Jay and Lola to sort of return as they were. Um, how long to walk before Jay and Lola get back together again? I, I mean, to be fair, when we were well, betting on Avery's death, we kind of massively <laughs> underestimated how quickly the story was going to go. So I'm going to say the first two minutes of Monday's episode. <laughs> I mean, we, yes, that's exactly right. We've got um, Lola's, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler, but Lola's impending death coming up very soon. And, uh, you know, and so I'm sure they're going to get them together quite quickly, just so that, that she has that support unit that will be inevitably be Jay. I think it'd be nice 
it's finally happening. Jay's getting a storyline where he can actually show off his act, the acting and show off his acting chops a little bit. Um, it's been a while. Um, mm. We knew it's in him. We know he can do it. <laughs> but, um, he's more than just a Savaloy. And so we need him to kind of like be able to do this storyline. Um, and I hope he will do it the justice it deserves. And I'm, I've got 100% confidence that he will have it, uh, will do it. But did that, that I suppose the, the fact that Lola was the one who said to him, like, you know, you've always wanted children. Does this mean that he's going to become the paternal father of Lexi as well? Is this something... Because Lexi seems to take an interest in Jay's relationship this week as well. So I feel like they're trying to be bonded together quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. I wouldn't mind. It would make quite a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Because Jay has always sort of had a really great relationship with the kids of Albert Square. Like, even the, even the yeah. Mitchell kids. Like, I loved it. I remember his relationship with uh, Will and Janet. As they as they as they've been growing up has been lovely. We saw Janet again this week for the first time in ages. That was we lovely. Did. And nice she grown up. Lovely Queen Janet, as she has grown up. Mind these kids do this. Same as Ricky, don't it? When you don't see these kids for months on screen, all of a sudden they're growing six foot. <laughs> Honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, so I hope even that they have a new face. Forward. Yeah, which Jan Janet remains unca unrecasted. Long may that remain. Good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing Jay sort of get his get his hands in with um with the kids because I think he'd be a very I think Joe would be an excellent dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, Joe, Joe would be an excellent dad. I think not that kind of story. He's already he's just come off the no. he's just come off the bench. <laughs> so we don't know. Um, none of that. Um, but I think he would be. I think Joe would be an excellent father. I really do. Um, and it would be nice would, to sort of if moving forward, Jay sort of starts to think. Do you know what? I think it's time for me to start thinking about that sort of thing. So yeah, I think there's a there's a nice future for Jay once he's got over this initial devastation of what he's got to come. So um yeah. Do you think that there is time for Jay and Lodis to get together and have a child of their own? No. Before the story. No. Nine is months. it happening quite nine months? Yeah, I don't know how quickly the story's coming up though for Lola. I don't know. Have they given a kind of time frame for I expect it? they're dead by the end of next week. By the time you finish your tea. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I no, I, I don't think it's gonna there's not they're not gonna have time to do a whole pregnancy storyline. I I don't think I just, might, I don't no, know. no, I don't It'd be think nice so, for him but, to have a kid. And it'll be kind of devastating to have a dad, a single dad who's now got to mm. be holding a child then. A uh, single dad, you know, never done that before, child. have you, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like, like holding a puppy, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I just think that'd be a lovely story. But as you say, I don't know what the time frame is with Lois' story. No, so I, I don't think I'm going to have time to do that, unfortunately. Oh, well. But yes, thank goodness for the breakup of Jay and Honey. I mean, it wasn't a popular decision, really, was it? Let's be honest. You loved so, it when it first started. Let's not pretend I was. did. I did. I'm not saying I I'm not saying I didn't like it, but um, I, I kind of get on board with why people didn't like it. And so, mm. yes, that's the end, I'm afraid, of Johnny. Or, hey, as they became affectionately known. Hey-ho. So it's that time again, everyone. It's time to talk about the Mitchells because we can't go a week without them. And Woo! yes, yet again, <laughs> yet again, uh, Ben is kind of slovenly kind of walking around the square, feeling a little bit sorry for Woo! himself. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he's now taken to drugs, um, which mm -hmm. he likes to partake uh, whenever he's kind of around people he doesn't like. So he's found Sam Same. has uh, been, <laughs> of course, Sam, he's oh, found out Sam has been pushing right drugs. <laughs> Oh, you must like I'm me. joking, joking. Love you. Good. Love you. He he spotted that Sam has been pushing drugs at the club. Uh, he hinted at Phil that he needs that she, Phil needs to keep an eye on Sam, but Sam has kind of persuaded Phil into thinking that actually she's keeping an eye on Ben. At the same time, behind Phil's back, she's also convinced. 
Ben to get into cahoots with her to finally take over the Mitchell Empire. The whole reason Ben was introduced in the soap, as we've mentioned a few times before, around about four years ago. Uh, so let's start with that then before we get into the more interesting kind of Zacky stuff, because we found out more stuff well, about Gavin as well this week. Yes, we did. Yes, yes. We'll come on to that. However, um, there was a brief thing I was to talk about um, <clears throat> with Ben was the scene between him and Phil. Where they, mm-hmm. where Phil uh, spoke to him about uh, what he had discovered last week from Kathy. That happened at the start of the week. Um, yes, yes, I yes. I have to say, I did quite like that scene. I thought it, they, I thought it nailed Phil very well uh, because, especially when he turned around and was like, "I know what it's like with you lot and your sex," and it was just that sort <laughs> of complete. Yeah, but it was like it, it, that's exactly what I'd expect of Phil, and that's. Sort of, I like that. So I'm not. I'm not. So, obviously, Phil is a dinosaur, and Phil's Phil's attitude towards the homosexual community should not really be encouraged. However, I like the consistency of it, and it's just that mm. is exactly how I expected Phil to deal with it in terms of like Phil he didn't know how to say it, and just yeah. didn't know how to go about it. And it just, I liked that. I like that's the side of Phil, Ben and Phil. I always enjoy that sort of awkwardness where they can never really talk properly, mm. and all they can do well, is Phil- either argue or just sort of avert around the subject. Exactly. Phil, you could tell Phil didn't want to talk about it. And and Ben read the room. Ben read Mm. the room and so instantly said, oh, no, what mum, Kathy said, it it wasn't rape. It was just, you know, I'd had too much to drink and, you know, I kind of was a bit out of it, but it was fine. It happened. And so it's, you know, and and Phil looked a little bit relieved by that as well, didn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, I love how Ben just absolutely loves making Phil as uncomfortable as he possibly can by talking about his sex life. (laughs) I know, he talked about his sex life, didn't he? He loves doing that to Phil, doesn't he? He loves watching (laughs) Phil squirm. (laughs) (laughs) Because that relationship between Ben and Phil is still, it's... It's still now, isn't it? It's like he, he still feels like he's just kind of an unwanted piece in Phil's life. When when Ben was first introduced, he wasn't. He was loved. He really wanted, you know, Ben, Phil really wanted to have, like, be part of Ben mm. uh, Ben's life. And it's just slowly kind of been pulled away from him as be- as Phil's kind of moved on with different families and had a kind of ready-made life presented to him. And that ready-made life seems to be uh, more palatable for him than perhaps ben can be now because ben yeah. is so damaged so damn damaged so damaged so fragile but um what's also interesting as well was a, was a lovely scene between uh tommy and ben this week now i say lovely mm. i'm talking about after after ben threatened to ben threatened uh, him. Yeah. beat up a child <laughs> i'm talking about after that um you know well, when tommy was all of a sudden do. was all of a sudden the most sensible child that's ever lived and basically said to ben you really don't, you don't take drugs oh these are drugs are they yeah i, I recognize that these are drugs uh, you know, because I live in I live in Walford. I've seen this before, mm. um, and and Tom and there was a really nice moment between them. And I think it was kind of interesting because you could go down the path of Ben just absolutely hating Tommy because, as you say, with this relationship with Ben and Phil, and Phil has always sort of wanted the sort of straight lad son to have, and you know, I used yes. to joke quite a bit. All Phil really wants is to play is to be able to kick around a football with a boy, and Ben's never given him Hi. that. Um, and <laughs> I do like the uh, relationship that's, well, I say that I, I like the relationship that like this whole sort of prodigy thing that Tommy has got with Phil at the moment. I know you're not a well, fan Tommy's of that Tommy's replaced sort of thing. Denny, hasn't he? Well, Tommy has yes, replaced yeah, Denny, has, both yeah. writing yeah. wise and plot wise, let's be honest. Well, Denny's... Character. Uh, yeah, I mean, D- Denny's death, again, it, it could be, it's questionable whether it should have happened or not. Well, However, yeah, yeah. you know, I th- I agree with you. I think Tommy, because he's still quite young, he's still got a little bit more moulding to do. 
Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how far Tommy will want to impress Phil. Because at the moment, he's feel, he yeah. feels like he does want to impress Phil. But I think where would, it, would he look at Ben and think, well, actually, exactly, that's I'm what I think. Up? I think that'll be a really interesting development. If like if Tommy looks at Ben and thinks, do I want to become that? Really? I think I mm-hmm. might kind of... And, and especially now that Cat and Phil are presumably going to break up at some point now, Alfie's on his way back. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Tommy sort of wants to still have Phil in his life once Alfie returns. I can see that being quite a bone, one of the main bones of contention because Phil, clearly Phil has completely forgotten about Raymond. Uh, so um, it'll be interesting to sort of see yeah. what happens with Phil's priorities when uh, Alfie comes back. Poor Raymond. But yeah, no. I completely forgot about Raymond, funnily enough. I know, so did Phil. <laughs> yeah. so after after Phil. He, named all those taxi- <laughs> after yeah. he named all those taxi cabs after Raymond and now he's Poor like, Raymond. he's just a bit, bit dust, nothing at all. So yeah, so I mean... Walford, like children looking for their parents, <laughs> like a character without an author. So sad. <laughs> little, little orphan... Uh, orphans everywhere um yeah so i mean again it's the progression of ben's kind of continued downfall uh he's not yeah. doing much not, he's not well is he he's not well i mean it's all it's all kind of related to obviously what's happened what has happened to him uh you said when i was talking to you uh about how zach punched ben in the face that you cheered for zach and that's not really how you should feel not, <laughs> do you I feel mean, like this not, story is, is losing its grip a little bit I mean, it's just the fact that I should have so much more sympathy towards Ben. You know, it's just mm. like he, even the moments where he was sort of walking in, um, you know, with Chelsea to Chelsea and Dotty and just demanding that he that they pour him a drink and like just being an arsehole. It's kind of just like you're not like he's not a likable person. Ben Mitchell mm. is an arsehole, you know, and I struggle to. I mean, yeah, obviously, it goes without saying that I'm sympathetic towards a rape victim, but when he acts like an arsehole all the time like that you know and it's all mm. very I, I, and you can sort of see some of the defenders online say oh sassy ben's back sassy ben's back that's not him being sassy, sassy? he literally is that's sassy. And bullying he's bullying people, bullying but he bullied peter he bullied peter yeah. to the point but the thing is that his bullying is successful because kathy is kind of allowing it to happen yeah. and, and 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 she's also this week with you know she got money up uh, again we'll talk about this in a minute with zach's story so she was able to buy out the garage from Karat and Vinny because they were like, we don't want anything to do with the Mitchells anymore after the revelation last week. Sign. Mm. They destroyed a start sign. And Kathy was like, I haven't got the money. Peter's taken all the money. So she went to get, she got money from Gavin's sister, Sally. Um, and yeah. so again, so, so, so Kathy's mopping up Ben's problems, mopping up Ben's mistakes. So Ben's allowed to carry on making them. And it's, mm. it's just, it's, it's weird that like when we're seeing the Linda story, um and uh nancy basically said to her like no i'm done and we were both saying well that was a bit harsh that was a bit mean but now yes, i'm kind of yes. like in, in t- <laughs> and yet now i'm thinking actually i wish kathy had the balls uh, to do that and even rocky is saying to kathy it's like how many times are you going to carry on doing this for yeah. them how and many yet, times we're clearly supposed to be hating rocky for saying that to kathy aren't we but this is my point and so, but, but why are we meant to be feeling that way why are we meant to be feeling that way surely that's that's the wrong response we should be feeling sympathetic toward ben but we shouldn't be feeling sorry for ben right now because what ben's doing is nasty and unfair and yeah kind i of mean just... this is what i mean though it's like i've always I, I, I seriously wondered because they are doing this clearly so deliberately with ben's character and just mm. making him out like an arsehole to absolutely everybody i also <laughs> i have to sort of wonder like are they trying to make us sympathize with him are they just trying to make that a really difficult sort of thing but, like we're wondering whether we should be sympathetic towards him in terms of his personality rather than the event itself obviously um but, yeah yeah i don't know i don't know it's a strange Do think- thing 
Do you think this is heading? Because if you, it, it, this is very similar. Again, it's echoes, echoes, echoes of the past. Um, to classic EastEnders right now, and we're really ramping ourselves up toward the Who Shot Phil storyline. And the whole storyline was about how Phil basically made himself so unlikable by everyone on the square yeah. that there was hundreds of candidates who I, could have shot Phil. Do you think we're yeah. heading that way? They're doing I'm it again surprised. with Ben. I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't hate it. However, then you've got to question the fact that why are they doing that to a rape victim? So it kind of works both ways. It's sort of just like, well, why are you, Why do you want us to go into a direction where we're, look, we're looking forward to a, someone who's been raped, like being attacked by somebody and we want to work out, it's, it's all very odd. It's all but very watering odd. But so. down, watering down what was meant to be the whole point of the story as well, which again has been yeah. an argument by us. It's like, we're, we're losing direction here. It's, well, this it's is scaringly getting the grey and Chantel story. Well, this again. is the thing. And this is, this, I, this is what I've always meant when I said that this is the danger of doing issue after issue after issue after issue after issue storyline. They, it Preach. loses its impact completely because you end up having to do a, you know, the subject of male rape. Yeah, fantastic. That's a, you know, it's a big topic. It's an underrepresented topic. And if you do a story like that right, it can sincerely help people. Um, I don't know how helpful the way that this story has been done is to people who have been in that situation. I don't know. Yes, you are seeing somebody in um kind of lashing out that's understandable but you know where is the, all the other aspects of it you know where is the process of recovery from that now i get you know turning to the drug and trying to forget it all and everything and you've got to sort of kind of keep it rooted in character as well i understand that so realistically ben isn't the sort of person who would you know immediately sort of pick himself up brush himself down and decide right okay time to go to the police and sort that out that's not the ben way it's not the mitchell way and it would be ridiculous mm -hmm. of us to kind of applaud it if it was if it were to go like that because it wouldn't be in character unfortunately they've also gone completely they've gone so far the other way of making ben yeah. as unlikable as possible that it sort of makes you wonder why are they doing it like that so yeah so I, I don't know yeah, so if it's out of Ben's character, was, which is a, also a debate that people are having online, was it right to use Ben as the the ambassador for talking about male rape? Because if it's out of character for Ben to not, to be in that way, surely then Ben was the wrong character to choose to do well, it. Well, it's with. sort of just, it's, this is the thing, it sort of makes you wonder, what were they actually hoping to get out of the storyline when they made it were they hoping to hmm. do a moving story about somebody dealing with rape or were they wanting to give ben another reason to shout and be angry at people because if <laughs> the reason for that was if, if if the answer to that is reason b then that is not the right reason to do that sort of story oh. and what is why issue storylines need to be used so sparingly and be and carefully because otherwise mm -hmm. we fall into this category as well, similarly with the domestic violence storyline where it loses its impact and the whole point of its genesis so there we are. I mean, you know, we will yeah. see where this goes. I feel like the story is slowly, and I mean slowly, starting to kind of go in a in sort of the right direction because it's kind of you have to sort of ask yourself, well, how much further can Ben fall, really? Because apart from you know Lewis returning and Ben killing him, that's about as that's about as low down as it can go now. So you know, Ben's on drugs. He's lashing out at everybody that's around him. He's upsetting his family. He he's punched his mother. You know, so how much further is, is there for <laughs> him to fall, to be really? Fair. No, not no, purpose, no. but, you know, how much further is there for him to fall, really? It, can it get much oh. worse for Ben than this? I don't know. So we'll we'll just have to maybe, wait and see. Maybe I mean, we're starting to make the turn, but there you go. Yeah, Chris has inherited this story. We must remember, Chris, didn't. Yes. this isn't a Chris Clenshaw story. This was inherited. Not that we're Clenshaw defenders, but, you know, we really but are. We're not, we're not. But, but <laughs> again, again, we... 
is this is this is this kind of like what you know when you kind of spill like red wine on like a kind of a, a, on a on a kind of a, yeah a marble floor you're just kind of pushing it around a little bit that's kind of what, what's going on right now that's a real weird thing um, yeah marble, marble floor, floor. <laughs> anyone can relate to that i'm sure we've all got a marble floor at home i mean yeah i, I do that every time <laughs> i visit my coliseum <laughs> Hey, look, listen, there's another thing I want to uh, talk about before we talk about Zach, yes. and that is the theatrical detective this week who Loved came him. into Peggy's and just went, oh, Loved this him. is the past, this is the past. <laughs> and <they> go, <laughs> I mean, that made my day. I oh, loved him. And then, right. are you Wednesday Adams? It's like, oh, brilliant. I, brilliant. I thought I was watching EastEnders the Opera. Loved him. Did you enjoy? Loved him. Yeah, you loved him Bring too. Him back. I want him to be Keeble's <laughs> camp little sidekick. <laughs> that too so we were saying about uh, zach then um and yes. zach uh we've learned a bit about the uh history of gavin zach we found out that gavin has two sisters uh the sister who's still alive sally who's given kathy the money so um yes she can uh buy out the garage and obviously there was margaret which was the great yes. uh wonderful scene around the hotel when they were chasing one another with sharon and kathy yes, landed on the car. love it yeah landed on the car perfect zach yep. From the from the past, we know has two history, two two more siblings. Uh, we don't know if it's a brother and sister, sister and sister, or brother and brother. Um, is this an indication that we could be building up Zach's family? Because it feels like Sharon's kind of on her own at the moment, and I don't know what they're doing with her and Phil right now. But well, you do know what they're doing with her and Phil, don't you? Really, in the long run, you know. That we don't know for certain. At some point, <laughs> but we don't know Come for. On, no, I don't. I feel like it, we don't. We don't know for certainty. But either way, if Sharon does get back together with Phil, it does leave Zach then kind of as an isolated character. <laughs> but it doesn't leave, yeah, I know leave Zach mean. as an um, isolated character. So this is a way of building him up. Can Sally come into the scene? Could his possibly. siblings come in? Possibly. I mean, I, I would Sharon be related to any of them? Then, or is it is it sort of just half? Um, like, I, like how would that work? Would Sharon would Sharon be related to them in that case? Then, well, yes, because obviously Gavin is Sharon's dad yeah. who who yeah who who he sold off in a poker game to den um so yeah, you know love I should do. <laughs> yeah. um so yes of course yeah should be related as zach's brothers and sisters whatever yeah. so be... i was i was quite excited by the fact that sharon seemed to be going in a brand new direction because it was the first mm. kind of fresh new direction that sharon had had in years and it was one of the things uh that i do think was a shame was the acting of jada because that would that indicates <laughs> that that new direction to sort of have the door closed on it because presumably Jada is going to take uh, her kid with her when she goes. Um, so you're sort of wondering, well, what is the plan with Sharon? Um, what, however, is not in doubt is how much uh, they are planning on uh, building Zach up because this week yes. was a really, 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 a, and very similar to what we kind of had with uh, Suki and Eve, where it was just a week of character building and making these characters more layered and bringing in elements to them that, that just make them interesting. And mm. there was this really nice stuff where you sort of... It's <coughs> always been mad to me that Kathy and Zach have never really had a conversation about Gavin, ever. And I know, week, isn't it just? And this week they did. And Kathy apologised, you know, for kind of do, doing the whole money thing, explained about Ben after Zach had just punched him because Ben was being an arse to him. Um, yeah. And... There was just this really nice moment because all week Zach was kind of was after uh, getting his car back, um, Lucinda, which is such a great name for a car, isn't it? It's like Lucinda or Christine. <laughs> That's what all cars should be named. Um, and um, 
yeah, and there was just this kind of nice kind of little character journey. One of those ones that, one of those little character journeys throughout the week that we haven't seen for a while, where, a you know, you'll start a character with wanting something at the start of the week, but then by the end of the week, he's realised that it, well, he doesn't want that. Uh, and it mm. was just a sort of moment of development for Zach as he sort of let let go of the past and by, and there, you know, that kind of symbolic ripping up of the photo of Lucinda was it was just a really nice moment, and I really really liked it. Yep. And if more moments like that are coming this week, uh, um, in the future for these characters that have been a little bit kind of underdeveloped over the past couple of years, mm. then I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting line that Sharon said to uh, Zach, which was, "Don't let Gavin control your life." And that's why I kind of brought up yeah. the kind of like siblings and you know bits and pieces mm. because obviously Sharon had no link to Gavin whatsoever she was she grown up she grew up as a Watts you know and with yeah. Ben and Angie in the pub um through through their faults they they you know brought her up quite well Sharon's quite feisty quite able to look after herself um but obviously Zach was in and out of care but presumably he did have some kind of relationship with Gavin we've, we've heard him talk about Gavin and his dad his mm. relationship and just it felt like that that line wasn't a throwaway line this week I felt like that having talked about his family a little bit this week as you say the, the development of the character i just couldn't help but think that oh maybe maybe we're gonna see a few characters coming into zach's life maybe. his family and i wouldn't mind that you know i wouldn't mind I wouldn't that mind it, but i got the sense this week that he, that character the zach's character journey was sort of him getting over his past and looking to the future so i don't know whether mm -hmm. it would be something that he would necessarily want to pursue i mean obviously these characters can just appear in someone's life and they can you know in, in other ways a bit like zach did with sharon um but yes yeah. It's. It, I think it would be. I, I mean, I'm all at the building, Zach. Up as we know, aside from the shallow reasons, um, Zach is a great character, <laughs> and he's and he is he's a, a great, great character, character because he is mm. a great character because he's work. He clearly works with anybody. He's one of those really easily ca easy characters to sort of just slot into anybody's mm. sort of character group. Did you notice a bit of a free show between him and Chelsea this week? I thought there was a bit. I thought there was a bit of a moment. Yes, there was kind of like kind of banter and friendly kind yeah. of flirting with one another. I'm yes, always up for. True. I'm always up for um, sort of those conventional sort of like you know a, a straight guy and a straight woman. I'm all. I'm all up for them just being mates. I would love that as well because that mm -hmm. does happen in real life, believe it or not. Um, but I could also sort of see them together because I can imagine Chelsea wanted to be with someone like Zach. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, either way, I'm happy with where it goes, and it would give Chelsea a sort of nice new direction because Whitney obviously is going to be pursuing Finley before too long. So that, that sort of yes. thing between those two will be sorted out in the coming <laughs> weeks. Finley. Poor Finley. <laughs> he don't know what's coming. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. Oh God, Whitney. If she starts singing Hole again, again. I swear, I swear, it's just all going to go to pot. It's all going to go to pot. It's funny because off, off, off the uh, microphones when we talk to each other before we record. We were both talking about like the year is the year preceded this one with the John Sen era and we're coming to the Clenshaw era. And, you know, we kind of both agreed that, that John Sen had a, had a knack of introducing interesting characters. Yeah, but he didn't quite absolutely. have a knack of how to develop them. And it seems as though Chris Clenshaw has that knack. He knows he's, how to yeah. develop things. So I, it's quite nice thing, that yeah. he's taking the, the, the pick of the pick of the bunch, which are, for me is Panasar's, is Zach, yeah. and he's rolling yeah. with it. So and, I'm glad that he's yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I yeah. One thing I will also always say, you know, I know we gave the the, the, the Johnson era a lot of uh, a lot of stick, um, and some of it was mm -hmm. some of it, you know, was justified. I think I be I believe um, not that we ever like to go after anybody um, personally, except Sean O'Connor, uh, but it's <laughs> <laughs> but let's um, not get to there know, yet. That's a whole new show. <laughs> 
you wait, you wait. Um, but, you know, one thing I will always say about the Johnson era is that I think that his new characters that he brought in were all, pr- were all mm. pretty damn good. You know, the pol- the Panasars are a family that really excite me and they have done even, you know, even when they were kind of being underdeveloped in another era, I was really excited by all of them. Um, you know, Eve really excites me. Zach really excites me in many ways. Um, and I, you know, all, all these new characters he brought in, I'm, I'm, I love. So, and, you know, Rocky, for example, Harvey, the Monroes, we love the Monroes, you know. So he was great yeah, at bringing in true. these new characters, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, Clarence doesn't quite agree about the Monroes. No. But we just sort of <laughs> see where Harvey goes from here. Um, but nice. um, yeah, I, if Clarence is going to come in and sort of start developing these characters, the fact that he's walked in in his first few weeks and immediately will be in front of a massive Panasar story. Yeah, Bones very, very well to me. You know, that's exciting. So I look forward to the future. Uh, as we will go into when mm-hmm. we go into I Ain't Want to Gossip in a moment, we will proper wax lyrical about how excited we are for the future. Yeah. But this story <laughs> um, was lovely, liked it a lot. So this is the part of the show where we have the tiny, mini, itty bitty stories. Tiny, tiny, stories. Tiny, 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 tiny. Um, and we're kicking off then with Cat's story. Uh, Lily caught Cat writing invitations, looking longingly at this invitation that she'd written out for Zoe. Uh, and Lily was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go on Facebook and find Auntie Zoe. And she did. Um, and she ar- arranged for Cat to meet her. But Cat wasn't very pleased with that uh, outcome. Yes. And, and as it happens as- in the country shopping. <laughs> She was in London, wasn't she? In Harrods or something yeah, like that. Um, I mean, I, there was a small part of me that thought to myself, you know what? Wouldn't it be amazing if Zoe did? But then there was another part of me that is like, I'm watching this on a Monday evening. And I think if that had happened, I would have seen that on Twitter by now. <laughs> so I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So unfortunately, again, another curse of the box set the box is sets, that you can't yeah. really do these kind of fun surprises. I mean, if it wasn't a box set and they kind of had Zoe on there, that would have been fantastic. That would have been great. I would have really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um I mean, no, not so much for you. Well, no, I just I mean, think I... that this whole thing with Zoe, it, it, it's something that, like, it feels like every new producer that comes in, they have this little moment where they'll have Kat sort of mourn her relationship with Zoe, and then nothing ever gets so done about like, it. So it's almost like something of nothing, really. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, what, what, is, is the Zoe stuff ever going to be sort of concluded? Like, are they ever going to bring Zoe back? I wouldn't hate a recast, to be honest. If I'm perfectly honest, I wouldn't. If Michelle Ryan oh, really? doesn't want to return, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick off about a recast in all honesty, because if let's be per- like, right, this, this you're not going to like me saying this, but let's be fair. Zoe's most iconic moment was the "You ain't my mother, yes I am" thing, and that's the moment that everyone but remembers that, about Zoe. But that's the biggest. That is the iconic moment of Easter. Let's be honest. Yeah. That is the iconic. Yeah. So if you recast Zoe, it would feel a bit weird, don't you think? That that's the moment. Back, if, if you talk I, to anyone. I know. Yeah. But if you talk to anyone about EastEnders, that's the first thing they say. I ain't your mother. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. First thing, without doubt. And so to recast Zoe, I think, would be really difficult. It's the Michelle Fowler again, isn't it? Don't you think? Yes, that shouldn't have happened either. Um, I, don't no. know. I don't know. <laughs> it's sort of, I mean, we, we kind of uh, very quickly got uh, established that um, no slaters uh, were really going to the wedding. Um, but literally in one line, Len's not coming and I was little mo. And that was it. So it was like, right, okay, ah. got it. They're not coming. <laughs> but I'll be talking but, about that but, and I want to gossip but, in a little bit. So but, let's but, talk about but. that a little bit later, right? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, 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 you know, it's a nice stuff with Lily this week. Um, sort of just trying to help her family and Kat being furious. Mm. Uh, and Stacey sort of closing <laughs> her eyes and wishing that life was easier. Um, so that was nice. I like, you know, I like all that. I like all that, that sort of stuff. It was nice. 
Um, and Kat, by the end of the week, has sort of, you know, kind of gotten over it. But this is what I mean. This is what Kat often does, that she'll have these moments where she'll sort of mourn her relationship with Zoe and then not do anything about it. And just sort of, by the end of the week, she'll sort of just shrug her shoulders and go, oh, well, that's life. I guess I don't talk to Zoe. And then it's, and then it's really touched on again. So I'm wondering whether this time will be different and we will start to sort of pursue the relationship between Kat and Zoe. But you, can you do that really without Zoe ever coming back? And if you're not, and if Michelle Ryan doesn't want to return, then I'm sort of like, we'll stop bringing it up then. You know what I mean? No, I do see what you mean. I just, I just think that, uh, I just, I don't know. We'll talk about it. I don't want to gossip. Let's yeah. just say that yeah. much. <laughs> and so the final tiny little itty bitty story is uh, the Callum Stewart story. Karen's kind of been thrown into the mix as well. And she's been handing out or posting flyers of postnatal depression. Detective Fuck Callum picked up the post from the door, took it to the side of the kitchen and yeah. didn't see that poster. So he still has no clue what Stuart's problem is. But thankfully, thankfully for all of us, he's had that conversation now with Karen. Um, but not before he gave uh, Stuart a bacon sandwich with all the works, which is red and brown sauce, Rob. But not no mayo. mayonnaise. No mayo. No because they're proper same people. So um, this it's is bacon this is clearly... and egg. What is your issue? <laughs> It's clearly this is this is Ben uh, Stewart's final story now, um, and we're yeah, going to yeah. see the, the end of this. We've talked about it just again off air. What when Stewart's going? What's what's going to happen with Callum? I mean, this is Callum's big story. This is Callum's story, I guess, I for know. this year now. What's going to happen? I mean, presumably, presumably, Callum and Ben are going to get back together because that's what we're all waiting for, obviously. Um, and 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 then sort of that. I mean, that's that's what I think. I think I think that's the only thing that Callum can really do at this point, isn't it? Like he'll get back with Callum once he, all his family have gone. I mean, obviously Vi is still sort of hanging around, but I don't know whether Vi is, is going to stay around. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I just think it's a show. I'd love Callum to sort of have some time on his own to sort of develop as a character again, rather than just being Ben's boyfriend, which is kind of what mm. he turned into a lot over the past couple of years. It would be nice for him to have that moment where he's able to be really built up as his own person. Yet, at some point, I you know, I can't argue with it. At some point, he's going to get back with Ben. Of course he is. But it would be nice for him to kind of go back a, a fuller person and a fuller character. So, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Stuart um, kind of, obviously, is massively kind of kicking off about the idea of him having postnatal depression because only women get it, obviously. Um, yes, and... which is understandable since he also no, yeah. had breast cancer, which is oh, well, also I mean, kind of like he's kind of being thrown all these him. kind of things that were like <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> massively demasculating it. This is kind of a show. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's kind of going on. So I don't know how much longer we've got Stuart for. Um, so I don't really know kind of how. I mean, how is he? How is his story going to end? Do you think? Like, what happens with Stuart? I think he's just going to go and try to find. I think he's going to kind he's of find Rainy or find himself. Find Rainy. <laughs> Nah, yeah, I mean, he found himself that other time, didn't he? When he started taking those placebo pills and he believed that was curing his, oh, curing yeah. his cancer when he went to that kind of camp thing, whatever. Uh, camp as in tents, not camp as in, ooh, Stuart. Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, just, I, I just feel like it's not long now. You know, like I said to you last week, I think, is like there's, all the characters that are meant to be leaving seem to be going popping one week at a time. And I don't think mm. Stuart's long now for this. So it's... No. Um, it's a shame. I loved Stuart's character. Shame. I loved Rainey and Stuart. I'll be completely yeah. honest with you. I think that they, they were a wasted opportunity. I, uh, I don't. I, I get that Clenshaw kind of wanted to kind of start some. It's nice for for a producer to come in and actually start their own stuff as well. So I kind of get that he kind of thought that I don't really really have much to do with Stuart and Rainey. So perhaps I could do more things elsewhere. So 
I think fine. we might see Rainey um, again one more time before Stuart leaves, if I'm honest. I think that him, she might come back. Oh, you know, I hope so. You know, you know, a bit like Tiffany did with Keegan. I think we yeah. might get a moment like that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And then they all sort of just go off into the sunset together. So that would be nice to kind of have that moment of, you know, that they're all happily living together somewhere, ready for mm-hmm. maybe a return one day. That would be quite nice. Fingers we'll crossed. So, yes. So I think, you know, we, it's been a good week. We I think we've gushed... Great quite week. a lot throughout the podcast about how much we're enjoying Chris Clenshaw um, and, more you know, his claws, and more to come indeed uh, and a couple more of Clenshaw decisions coming up now as we're going to talk about some big news that came this, this past week on I Ain't One to Gossip and you know me I ain't one to gossip so as mentioned two big stories were uh, released this week um, starting off with the first one which is uh, Bobby Brazier the son of Jade Goody uh, is coming into the soap as Freddie Slater, the son yeah. of Little Mo Slater. Um, just give a bit of background information, someone who may may or may not know. Uh, Freddie Slater was conceived, unfortunately, when uh, Little Mo was raped at the Queen Vic one evening by Graham Foster. She was married to Billy Mitchell at the time. Uh, Billy Mitchell couldn't accept that he was going to father uh, the the child of another man and so they subsequently divorced which kind of led to then little mo's exit from the show a little mo of course paid by casey ainsworth um Mm -hmm. i love this news i adore this news i mean it's it's a legacy character tick uh it could introduce perhaps more characters tick uh and um and i and 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 it it feels it feels different to the liam story a little bit because it feels like that again it feels like there's a purpose for him to be here rather than oh let's just throw him in because you know we know him from the past there's a purpose and and it genuinely feels like there's a purpose here um I mean, let's first of all talk about Little Mo perhaps returning because that's the thing that yes. I would be most excited about. Oh, I know. If, if it's true, they're keeping it very tight-lipped. I, I know. I would love Casey it. Ainsworth. I would love it. Oh, such a wonderful actress. And she's so teasing as well. On Twitter, she keeps like saying, oh, no, it's not happening. Oh, maybe I could do this story one day. Oh, there's something like that. Love it. Absolutely love it. Big news. Are you as excited about this I, casting oh, no, as I'm I am? I'm very excited. Um, I think this is... Re- it came out of left field a little bit. I wasn't expecting this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is exciting. I think it's going to be interesting to sort of... Because I've got to be honest, I always thought having Little Mo roped for a second time was one of the show's most ill-judged decisions ever. I you know, it wasn't mm. a decision I was a fan of at all, and it sort of felt that the show kind of instantly regretted it as well because you know little Mo sort of left quite, um, you know. Um, but having Freddie return in this guise also does give them the opportunity to sort of because you, you've you've instantly got to wonder what sort of upbringing has Freddie had. Well, you've got a mum like yes. little Mo who obviously went through a hell of a lot of trauma uh, when she was uh, on Albert Square. Well, obviously, the stuff that would happen with Trevor and then with Graham. If so, I've got to wonder, what sort of mum would Little Mo be? And I kind of wonder whether Little Mo would be quite a smothering mother and wanting to keep Freddie safe from all the nasty evils of the world. So she will definitely, mm. I think, have told have told uh, Freddie that Billy is uh, his dad, maybe. Or, you know, definitely would have referred to Billy in terms of, you know, you know it's certainly kind of spoke up her relationship with Billy and kind of given That's Freddie the idea. I don't think that she would have told Freddie that um she's been, that he he's the product of rape. So I think it'd be quite interesting yeah. for Freddie to sort of come back and discover that. You know, if he's if he's kind of got it into his head that, you know, maybe Billy is his dad. So he arrives on the square looking for his father. Um it kind of begs the question well, why he's never done that before, but you know, hey ho. Um 
uh, and then but he has just of... turned eighteen. To be fair, yeah. So it's kind so... of you could. There is an argument there to say that I don't think. I don't think legally, like he. he... I mean, I suppose it's when you're adopted, you don't need to find your actual parents. But I just feel like 18 seems like a reasonable age for someone to come back yeah. uh, to look for yeah. their father. I mean, also what I'm excited about is, the, is his character description. He's been described mm. as uh, energetic, chaotic, but very spiritual. And that's like, mm. so that's something, you know, normally when these sort of young, good looking blokes, and he is a good looking, he's a very handsome boy, to be fair. Like, he will certainly send a few of the a few hearts for fluttering when he arrives on the square, I have no doubt. But normally when those sorts of characters are revealed, you know, you, you always get like things written in, you know, cheeky chappy, you know, and he will cause lots yeah. of heartache throughout the square. And none of that's been mentioned. He's a very spiritual sort of person. And I, I love it when a new character, it's similar in the sort of vein to Felix, a sort of character that the show's never done before, which instantly makes mm-hmm. them exciting and interesting. So I'm very much mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing Freddy and sort of seeing where, where he goes. I tell you what, Alexander, I know you're yes. not a massive fan of Billy Mitchell. He's got a lot coming up, hasn't, hasn't he? Hasn't he got a lot on his plate coming? Stuff. You're absolutely yeah. right. And I, I know that. Good. Yeah, I, I must good. say, my my argument about Billy Mitchell has always been that he's just been there all the time mm. and his one story has been honey. And that's again, that's a really interesting. If they were to bring back little Mo, there's a there's a there's there could be a love triangle similar simmering here between I honey. It feels weird little Mo to and bring Freddie back and not little Mo at some point. I don't think we know I don't think we're gonna get little Mo. I don't think we're gonna get little Mo back full time. I don't think that's I don't think that's on the cards, but I do think it would be nice to sort of bring little Mo back for an episode or two. You know, because if they yeah, are going to reveal, okay, if Freddie is going to discover how exactly, you know, who his father was and how all that happened, uh, and mm. we're going to see that on on screen, it would seem very remiss of little Mo not to be there for that moment. Of course. Of course. Because Freddie's going to be a character. Son. Yeah, because if Freddie's going to be a, re- a new regular character, that means presumably him and little Mo have fallen out in some way because he now wants to live away from her. So that, I think that mm. moment needs to happen. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, I, I will be kind of intrigued as to how that wouldn't happen, you know, because it no, surely no. it has to. I, I agree. I think it, it has to happen. And what about other then Slaters? I said, I, as I was alluding to with the cat story. So what about other Slaters? Could they not come back for maybe one or two episodes? Maybe. Obviously Zoe, Lynn, Belinda. I'd love I'd to love see to them see all come back. back. I'd love to see Belinda. In, oh, I would too. She went off um, to Italy, about, went tooting along. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to get a Lynn return, um, but certainly I mean, yes, one... because of the his, the actress is um, a bit tricky. But cer- bless her. But um, yeah, certainly little Mo. I think needs because I think little Mo is one of those characters that the fans have wanted to come back for years because she was such a popular character and she's remembered Me so heavily. Yeah, I love I love yeah. little Mo. I thought Casey Ainsworth was an inc- was a, gave an incredible and rewatching her. Oh, rewatching she's, her she's now on Classic Extenders. Honest to goodness, it's she is. Just such, oh, she just, again, she she makes the scene as soon as she comes in. But then, to be fair, all the Slaters at the moment, they feel fresh, they feel new, they feel yeah. exciting on Classic oh, Extenders. So all the their Slater stories would, are quite... Imagine that when the Slaters first arrived on the square. That, yeah, the, that was brilliant. John York. Oh, honestly. Peace de l'existence. Chef's kiss, um, it was. So, yes, we shall see what happens with that. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to meet Freddie. Um, it's all that's all very exciting. Now, with the Phil and Cat wedding coming up, presumably this is when yep. we're going to start kind of going in this direction again. It's another male casting, so Clanners is really building up the male casting these standards at the moment, you know, that, and that a young cast. and a young male and a young cast, casting so, as well, yeah, so which I think is the right direction to take the, the show. Yeah. I yeah, really absolutely. do. I think that the, the, the audience needs to be growing right now is the younger audience. So I'm 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 so glad that Chris Clenshaw is kind of seeing like well it's reflective of 
the, the, the idea is to reflect. Bring back E20. Bring back. Bring back the online soap. <laughs> that's, that's what we all want oh, to see more of. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so that's one bit. Of, that's one bit of very mm. exciting news. And that this week there has been another piece of ridiculously exciting news announced. EastEnders is currently filming scenes for a special flashback episode centred around the Mitchell family that will air this autumn. Jamie Winston, who previously took on the role of Dame Barbara Windsor in BBC biopic Babs, will lead the cast as Peggy oh, Mitchell. This unravelling of the Mitchells' checkered past marks the beginning of a tumultuous journey for Phil as he is forced to confront some long forgotten truths oh i'm so excited about this this is amazing I wow mean, yeah i wow. know i know like, this is i mean this it's... is huge this is huge because for a start i mean i was on the radio about this <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Yes, you were. Um, <laughs> I'm so famous now. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but what one of the big things that's going to come out of this is that we are going to see um, all the Mitchell kids as as sort of youngsters. We're going to have a young Phil. We're going to have a young Grant. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a young Sam. We're going to have young Ronnie and Roxy. And I can't wait for them to have um, a conversation about how they're going to fight their deaths as they get old when they get older if, if stuff <laughs> like needs to happen. So God looking sake. forward to that. <laughs> Um, but what we are also going to do is see some characters that have been mentioned throughout EastEnders history that we have never seen before. And I talk specifically of Eric Mitchell. Now, mm. Eric is arguably one of the most important characters in EastEnders history, because in my view, he is the reason that a lot of iconic EastEnders characters, such as Peggy, Phil, Grant, Sam... He is the reason that they are the way they are. And you could argue that because of Eric Mitchell, a lot of the stories that came out of Phil, the Mitchell brothers, Peggy, are because of the way that Eric was. And we're also going to see Archie as a a younger man as well. So all of this Mitchell stuff is coming back. So how exciting that we're actually going to meet Eric. I mean, I say exciting. He was a horrible human being. But, you know, how exciting that we're actually going to meet this bloke that we have learned so much about and yet know so little about. Mm. Oh, it's so fascinating exciting. it's fascinating to me the fact that uh, uh, i'm excited as well i mean i'm the, you know i'm not the biggest mitchell cheerleader necessarily i feel yes. like they've come but this is my point they become i felt like they've become a bit tired but with this the, the fact that they're actually doing Hello. this character building again yeah and then they're they're doing it with phil's cat learning more about phil you know the way he is with ben now and so much more it's, it is really exciting. And it's, again, it's something they used to do in the past. This was when they used to do it in like quite a, when it had its second peak era, which was in the 2000s. They used to do spin-offs all the time. What was it? Mo and Pap. They did the Mo and Pap when you learned about their yeah. history. It's the last one um, that this was in this sort of vein, wasn't it? Like it's the last time that we, something like this sort of happened was the Mo and Pap. Kind of. They did something. They mm. did a, a special episode also with Nick before his return um, in 2000. Um, when you learned about, when he started talking to his dad, who, was, who had died at that point. And so he, he, um, um, uh, Charlie. And so Charlie was talking to him as a ghost saying, oh, you're useless. And something like that. So they kind of did something then as well. So, and it's nice because it's kind of like, it's just a kind of takes you out of the world of Albert Square and it lets you learn more about the characters that are now living it. And it's just, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so pleased they're doing something like this. I and again, this is absolutely it really needs... genius. Mm, I, I really I do. do. Too. I think it's a genius. And the casting. Having, yeah. Well, I mean, having Jamie Winston play Peggy, that's a stroke of genius. Yeah. Oh, it sort of reminds perfect. me, I, mean, I know you're not a huge Doctor Who fan, 
Um, but it sort of reminds me that they got um, they brought David Bradley back when they were doing. Uh, they brought the, the actor David Bradley in to play William Hartnell, who was the first ever doc, first ever Doctor. Um, when they were doing an Adventure of Time and Space, which was basically the story of how Doctor Who was made, and he played William Hartnell. And then what they did later, when they wanted to I've bring the first this. Doctor back, was have him play the first Doctor. Genius, that's Bill. Funny. You know, that's clever. And that's exactly what they've done with this. I think it's genius. Absolutely genius. Chris Clenshaw, I love you. This is amazing. <laughs> and I cannot wait to see this. And also what this suggests mm. as well, because what the reason this is all happening is because of this Phil and Keeble storyline. And Keeble has been mentioned in the in sort of the reasoning and the plot as to, as to what's going on here. So even that alone means we've still got Keeble around for a good one while. And I love Keeble, so that's yeah. really, really exciting. Uh, what, Imagine if what, they brought what are we back as a child. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? yeah, I mean, who knows? But the other thing I wanted to sort of thing is, what are we going to learn from this? Because the, it feels like the reason that you would do something like this is to reveal something new about the Mitchells, some long That's forgotten exactly secrets, some long. Mm. Who, I mean, what are we going to learn from this? What is the what is the big skeleton in the closet that we're going to have revealed? Because surely that's why this is happening. To, to yeah, do and some it has big to be old reveal, and it has to be somehow linked to then the the current day East End is what we're watching now. Um, mm. I'm guessing it's got something to do. Oh, do you reckon it's got something to do with Ben in one way or another? And so that's I kind of like so everything else does. It's a cl- I know, I know. All, all roads lead to Ben, but you know what I mean. It's like somehow that it's something's. Well, I think because we know that Archie raped his Ronnie, didn't she? Archie raped yes. Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been so... at this time though, because I think the 1979 Ronnie and Roxy would have been like kids, as in young kids, and I think Ronnie was oh, okay. raped when she was a bit older. So I mean, obviously, right. we will see Archie, and I'm sure we will see some sort of. Um, some shadows of what a horrible person he was because you know with mm. him and Erica together Christ knows what those kids went through uh, <laughs> but um, I, there's going to be something revealed um, it kind of makes me wonder are they going to reveal a new Mitchell that uh, sort of you know Eric had another because you can sort of see Eric oh, being the sort of person that would have, a, would have another kid yeah. somewhere you know a bit like Charlie Cotton did you know you can totally imagine mm-hmm. him going off and having affairs um, well, he did. He did. Re- he had, maybe he had... Keeble will be revealed to be a Mitchell. How amazing would that oh, be? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, Keeble Mitchell, Samantha Mitchell. Oh, there was no. No, she can't be because we've already got Sam Mitchell. So that. So it can't be that because we've already got Sam Mitchell because it's Samantha Keeble. Have two it? Sam Mitchells. Just you'll be known as. Keeble. No, we had two Mo's. We had two Mo's. Mo and little Mo. We had two um, Billies. There was a. Uh, we did, yes. Billy Jackson and Billy Mitchell. Yes, yes, that's it, yes. That's it. So on screen at the same time. Possible. Anything is possible. Oh, it Let us know. Let us know in the comments section below what you think is coming for the Mitchells in this reveal. And are you excited to meet Freddie Slater? How excited are you in general at the show? I have to say, Alexander, I cannot remember the last time I was this excited about the show's future. I am absolutely buzzing. This, the show feels so exciting at the moment. It's great. Yes. We've got so much good stuff coming. And I feel like we've got stuff coming that we don't even know about yet. It's going to be huge and exciting. And I cannot wait for it to happen. Let us know in the comment section below or by contacting us on Twitter and Instagram at Warford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Warford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can listen to us on Podbean, Apple, Spotify or any of your favourite podcast sites. You can email us at robwarfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwarfordweekly at gmail.com. Oh, do, it. So do it do it do it get do in it. touch with us we want to read it. your comments we yeah yes. we want to see your conversation we want to read all your comments build up our facebook group get on our instagram get on our twitter talk to us we love getting your comments and next week hopefully if there's been no big news which i'm sh- 
there's no the way there's no done. guarantee because there's been big <laughs> there's big news all the time. We can read out some of your comments on I want to gossip and and have a discussion about what you guys think as well. Yes, right. indeed. Cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Are you excited, Alexander? Because I am. I am. I am excited. I am. And like you, this is. It's been a long time coming, and I've been very hesitant to get too excited about Chris Kenshaw <laughs> because I've been like, I got excited when uh, John Sen was first in, and I got excited okay. when Kate Oates was first in, and and then it kind of went a bit boom. But you know what? The decisions seem to be there, and um, you know, he I'm no expert, show, and and he, like he, knows he the does. Show. This is the point. He understands yeah. the show. Again, this is something we talk this about all the time. Characters. John Sen, bless him. He had a good go. He introduced new characters, but then he kind of had to revert to the older characters and didn't know what to do with them. Chris Clanshaw knows what to do with the new characters, knows what to do with the older characters, and knows, he just knows how to play the game. The game that is EastEnders. So um, very excited. Nice. The Clanshaw Claws can carry yeah. on tickling Clint my Clenshaw era has well and truly begun, and we shall be back next week to discuss the next chapter of the Clenshaw era of EastEnders. Ah! Until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. See ya! Bye! <laughs>